0: part three chapter seven section three of the possessed by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part three chapter seven stepan trofimovitch's last wandering section three it was varvara petrovna herself she had arrived with darya pavlovna in a closed carriage drawn by four horses with two footmen the marvel had happened in the simplest way anisim dying of curiosity went to varvara petrovna's the day after he reached the town and gossiped to the servants telling them he had seen stepan trofimovitch alone in a village that the latter had been seen by peasants walking by himself on the high road and that he had set off for spasov by way of ustyevo accompanied by sofya matveyevna as varvara petrovna was for her part in terrible anxiety and had done everything she could to find her fugitive friend she was at once told about anisim when she had heard his story especially the details of the departure for ustjevo in a cart in the company of some sofya matveyevna she instantly got ready and set off post-haste for ustjevo herself her stern and peremptory voice resounded through the cottage even the landlord and his wife were intimidated she had only stopped to question them and make inquiries being persuaded that stepan trofimovitch must have reached spasov long before learning that he was still here and ill she entered the cottage in great agitation well where is he ah that's you she cried seeing sofya matveyevna who appeared at that very instant in the doorway of the next room i can guess from your shameless face that it's you go away you vile hussy don't let me find a trace of her in the house turn her out or else my girl i'll get you locked up for good keep her safe for a time in another house she's been in prison once already in the town she can go back there again and you my good man don't dare to let any one in while i am here i beg of you i am madame stavrogin and i'll take the whole house as for you my dear you'll have to give me a full account of it all the familiar sounds overwhelmed stepan trofimovitch he began to tremble but she had already stepped behind the screen with flashing eyes she drew up a chair with her foot and sinking back in it she shouted to dasha go away for a time stay in the other room why are you so inquisitive and shut the door properly after you for some time she gazed in silence with a sort of predatory look into his frightened face well how are you getting on stepan trofimovitch so you've been enjoying yourself broke from her with ferocious irony Cher, stepan trofimovitch faltered not knowing what he was saying i've learnt to know real life in russia et je l'evangile. oh shameful ungrateful man she wailed suddenly clasping her hands as though you had not disgraced me enough you've taken up with oh you shameless old reprobate Cher. his voice failed him and he could not articulate a syllable but simply gazed with eyes wide with horror who is she un ange C'était plus qu'un ange pour moi she's been all night oh don't shout don't frighten her Cher, cher! with a loud noise varvara petrovna pushed back her chair uttering a loud cry of alarm water water though he returned to consciousness she was still shaking with terror and with pale cheeks looked at his distorted face it was only then for the first time that she guessed the seriousness of his illness darya she whispered suddenly to darya pavlovna send at once for the doctor for saltsvish let yegoritch go at once let him hire horses here and get another carriage from the town he must be here by night dasha flew to do her bidding stepan trofimovitch still gazed at her with the same wide-open frightened eyes his blanched lips quivered wait a bit stepan trofimovitch wait a bit my dear she said coaxing him like a child there there wait a bit Darya will come back and-my goodness the landlady the landlady you come anyway my good woman in her impatience she ran herself to the landlady fetch that woman back at once this minute bring her back bring her back fortunately sofya matveyevna had not yet had time to get away and was only just going out of the gate with her pack and her bag she was brought back she was so panic-stricken that she was trembling in every limb varvara petrovna pounced on her like a hawk on a chicken seized her by the hand and dragged her impulsively to stepan trofimovitch here here she is then i've not eaten her you thought i'd eaten her stepan trofimovitch clutched varvara petrovna's hand raised it to his eyes and burst into tears sobbing violently and convulsively there calm yourself there there my dear there my poor dear man ah mercy on us calm yourself will you she shouted frantically oh you bane of my life my dear stepan trofimovitch murmured at last addressing sofya matveyevna stay out there my dear i want to say something here sofya matveyevna hurried out at once Cheri cheri, he gasped don't talk for a bit stepan trofimovitch wait a little till you're rested here's some water do wait will you she sat down on the chair again stepan trofimovitch held her hand tight for a long while she would not allow him to speak he raised her hand to his lips and fell to kissing it she set her teeth and looked away into the corner of the room je vous aime broke from him at last she had never heard such words from him uttered in such a voice hm she growled in response je vous aime toute ma vie Vingt-tons she remained silent for two or three minutes and when you were getting yourself up for dasha you sprinkled yourself with scent she said suddenly in a terrible whisper stepan trofimovitch was dumbfounded you put on a new tie again silence for two minutes do you remember the cigar my friend he faltered overcome with horror that cigar at the window in the evening the moon was shining after the arbour at skvoreshniki do you remember do you remember she jumped up from her place seized his pillow by the corners and shook it with his head on it do you remember you worthless worthless ignoble cowardly worthless man always worthless she hissed in her furious whisper restraining herself from speaking loudly at last she left him and sank on the chair covering her face with her hands Enough, she snapped out, drawing herself up. Twenty years have passed. There's no calling them back. I am a fool too. Je vous aimais he clasped his hands again. Why do you keep up with your MA and MA enough? she cried, leaping up again. And if you don't go to sleep at once, I'll you need rest. Go to sleep. Go to sleep at once. Shut your eyes. Ah mercy on us. Perhaps he wants some lunch. What do you eat? What does he eat? Ah, mercy on us! Where is that woman? Where is she? There was a the general bustle again. But Stepan Trofimovitch faltered in a weak voice that he really would like to go to sleep. Un peu, and then un boyant un te enfant il est si heureux. He lay back and really did seem to go to sleep. He probably pretended to. Varvara Petrovna waited a little and stole out on tiptoe from behind the partition. She settled herself in the landlady's room turned out the landlady and her husband and told dasha to bring her that woman there followed an examination in earnest tell me all about it my good girl sit down beside me that's right well i met stepan trofimovitch stay hold your tongue i warn you that if you tell lies or conceal anything i'll ferret it out well stepan trofimovitch and i as soon as i came to hatovo sofya matveyevna began almost breathlessly stay hold your tongue wait a bit why do you gabble like that to begin with what sort of creature are you sofya matveyevna told her after a fashion giving a very brief account of herself however beginning with sevastopol varvara petrovna listened in silence sitting up erect in her chair looking sternly straight into the speaker's eyes why are you so frightened why do you look at the ground i like people who look me straight in the face and hold their own with me go on she told of their meeting of her books of how stepan trofimovitch had regaled the peasant woman with vodka that's right that's right don't leave out the slightest detail varvara petrovna encouraged her at last she described how they had set off and how stepan trofimovitch had gone on talking really ill by that time and here had given an account of his life from the very beginning talking for some hours tell me about his life sofya matveyevna suddenly stopped and was completely nonplussed i can't tell you anything about that madam she brought out almost crying besides i could hardly understand a word of it nonsense you must have understood something he told a long time about a distinguished lady with black hair sofya matveyevna flushed terribly though she noticed varvara petrovna's fair hair and her complete dissimilarity with the brunette of the story black-haired what exactly come speak how this grand lady was deeply in love with his honour all her life long and for twenty years but never dared to speak and was shamefaced before him because she was a very stout lady the fool varvara petrovna rapped out thoughtfully but resolutely sofya matveyevna was in tears by now i don't know how to tell any of it properly madam because i was in a great fright over his honour and i couldn't understand as he is such an intellectual gentleman not for a goose like you to judge of his intellect did he offer you his hand the speaker trembled did he fall in love with you speak did he offer you his hand varvara petrovna shouted peremptorily that was pretty much how it was she murmured tearfully but i took it all to mean nothing because of his illness she added firmly raising her eyes what is your name sofya matveyevna madam well then let me tell you sofya matveyevna that he is a wretched and worthless little man good lord do you look upon me as a wicked woman sofya matveyevna gazed open-eyed a wicked woman a tyrant who has ruined his life how can that be when you are crying yourself madam? varvara petrovna actually had tears in her eyes well sit down sit down don't be frightened look me straight in the face again why are you blushing dasha come here look at her what do you think of her her heart is pure and to the amazement and perhaps still greater alarm of sofya matveyevna she suddenly patted her on the cheek it's only a pity she is a fool too great a fool for her age that's all right my dear i'll look after you i see that it's all nonsense stay near here for the time a room shall be taken for you and you shall have food and everything else from me till i ask for you sofya matveyevna stammered in alarm that she must hurry on you've no need to hurry i'll buy all your books and meantime you stay here hold your tongue don't make excuses if i hadn't come you would have stayed with him all the same wouldn't you i wouldn't have left him on any account sofya matveyevna brought out softly and firmly wiping her tears it was late at night when dr Salzfish was brought he was a very respectable old man and a practitioner of fairly wide experience who had recently lost his post in the service in consequence of some quarrel on a point of honour with his superiors varvara petrovna instantly and actively took him under her protection he examined the patient attentively Question him and cautiously pronounced to varvara petrovna that the sufferer's condition was highly dubious in consequence of complications and that they must be prepared even for the worst varvara petrovna who had during twenty years got accustomed to expecting nothing serious or decisive to come from stepan trofimovitch was deeply moved and even turned pale is there really no hope can there ever be said to be absolutely no hope but- she did not go to bed all night and felt that the morning would never come as soon as the patient opened his eyes and returned to consciousness he was conscious all the time however though he was growing weaker every hour she went up to him with a very resolute air stepan trofimovitch one must be prepared for anything i've sent for a priest you must do what is right knowing his convictions she was terribly afraid of his refusing he looked at her with surprise nonsense nonsense she vociferated thinking he was already refusing this is no time for whims you have played the fool enough but am i really so ill then he agreed thoughtfully and indeed i was much surprised to learn from varvara petrovna afterwards that he showed no fear of death at all possibly it was that he simply did not believe it and still looked upon his illness as a trifling one he confessed and took the sacrament very readily everyone sofya matveyevna and even the servants came to congratulate him on taking the sacrament they were all moved to tears looking at his sunken and exhausted face and his blanched and quivering lips oui mes amis and i only wonder that you take so much trouble i shall most likely get up to-morrow and we will set off toute cette ceremonie for which of course i feel every proper respect was-i beg you father to remain with the invalid said varvara petrovna hurriedly stopping the priest who had already taken off his vestments as soon as tea has been handed i beg you to begin to speak of religion to support his faith the priest spoke everyone was standing or sitting round the sick-bed in our sinful days the priest began smoothly with a cup of tea in his hand faith in the most high is the sole refuge of the race of man in all the trials and tribulations of life as well as its hope for that eternal bliss promised to the righteous stepan trofimovitch seemed to revive a subtle smile strayed on his lips mon pere je vous remercie et vous etes bien bon mais no mais about it no mais at all exclaimed varvara petrovna bounding up from her chair father she said addressing the priest he is a man who-he is a man who-you uh, will have to confess him again in another hour that's the sort of man he is stepan trofimovitch smiled faintly my friends he said god is necessary to me if only because he is the only being whom one can love eternally whether he was really converted or whether the stately ceremony of the administration of the sacrament had impressed him and stirred the artistic responsiveness of his temperament or not he firmly and i am told with great feeling uttered some words which were in flat contradiction with many of his former convictions my immortality is necessary if only because god will not be guilty of injustice and extinguish altogether the flame of love for him once kindled in my heart and what is more precious than love love is higher than existence love is the crown of existence and how is it possible that existence should not be under its dominance if i have once loved him and rejoiced in my love is it possible that he should extinguish me and my joy and bring me to nothingness again if there is a god then i am immortal voila ma profession de foi there is a god stepan trofimovitch i assure you there is barbara petrovna implored him give it up drop all your foolishness for once in your life i think she had not quite understood his profession de foi my friend he said growing more and more animated though his voice broke frequently as soon as i understood that turning of the cheek i understood something else as well je monté toute ma vie all my life all i should like but that will do to-morrow to-morrow we will all set out varvara petrovna burst into tears he was looking about for some one here she is she is here she seized sofya matveyevna by the hand and led her to him he smiled tenderly Oh i should dearly like to live again he exclaimed with an extraordinary rush of energy every minute every instant of life ought to be a blessing to man they ought to be they certainly ought to be it's the duty of man to make it so that's the law of his nature which always exists even if hidden oh i wish i could see petrusha and all of them shatov i may remark that as yet no one had heard of shatov's fate not varvara petrovna nor darya pavlovna nor even saltfish who was the last to come from the town stepan trofimovitch became more and more excited feverishly so beyond his strength the mere fact of the ever-present idea that there exists something infinitely more just and more happy than i am fills me through and through with tender ecstasy and glorifies me oh whoever i may be whatever i have done what is far more essential for man than personal happiness is to know and to believe at every instant that there is somewhere a perfect and serene happiness for all men and for everything the one essential condition of human existence is that man should always be able to bow down before something infinitely great if men are deprived of the infinitely great they will not go on living and will die of despair the infinite and the eternal are as essential for man as the little planet on which he dwells my friends all all hail to the great idea the eternal infinite idea it is essential to every man whoever he may be to bow down before what is the great idea even the stupidest man needs something great Petrusha, oh how i want to see them all again they don't know they don't know that that same eternal grand idea lies in them all dr Saltzfish was not present at the ceremony coming in suddenly he was horrified and cleared the room insisting that the patient must not be excited stepan trofimovitch died three days later but by that time he was completely unconscious he quietly went out like a candle that is burnt down after having the funeral service performed varvara petrovna took the body of her poor friend to skvoreshniki his grave is in the precincts of the church and is already covered with a marble slab the inscription and the railing will be added in the spring varvara petrovna's absence from town had lasted eight days sofya matveyevna arrived in the carriage with her and seems to have settled with her for good i may mention that as soon as stepan trofimovitch lost consciousness the morning that he received the sacrament varvara petrovna promptly asked sofya matveyevna to leave the cottage again and waited on the invalid herself unassisted to the end but she sent for her at once when he had breathed his last sofya matveyevna was terribly alarmed by varvara petrovna's proposition or rather command that she should settle for good at skoreshniki but the latter refused to listen to her protests. that's all nonsense i will go with you to sell the gospel i have no one in the world now you have a son however Salzfish observed i have no son varvara petrovna snapped out and it was like a prophecy end of chapter 7 recording by expatriate in bangor maine